Hello and welcome to my first episode of Firebird Football Podcast. Today we're going to be going over the Eagles at football team game. In the first quarter, the Eagles started out blowing out Washington 10-0. to Then in the next quarter, they both had a touchdown each. So the score was 17-7 to at halftime. The Eagles were expected to win from the start. But then in the third quarter, they didn't put up any points and gave up 7 points. Then gave up 13 in the next quarter without scoring any points again. It was very upsetting to see Carson Wentz throwing 3 interceptions after starting off so well. If we're going to be honest here, no team should be giving up a lead like that to the Washington football team. A team that doesn't actually have a name should not be being able to beat someone when they were down 17-0. to on the other hand, today's game was very good for the football team. No one really expected them to win this game, mainly because the Eagles were expected to do pretty good, and the football team is just pretty much one of the worst teams that people could think of this season. Next game we're going to be covering is the Seahawks at Falcons. Let's first start off by talking about how great of a game this was. I mean, yes, most of the points the, the Falcons got were probably pity points because the Seahawks were destroying them, but still, we're going to call it a good game for now. Russell Wilson, 31 for 35, 322 yards and four touchdowns. How many incompletions is that? Four. How many touchdowns is that? Four. How many sacks did he have? Three. Now, with that bad of an O-line as they have had, I'm surprised they only had three sacks. Now, his QB rating was 87.5, which is not bad. Rushing leader for Seattle was Russell Wilson. So, Russell Wilson was handling the ball for rushing and passing. What else could you expect? He had no interceptions, didn't fumble. That's just something you want to see from your quarterback. If they're going to be running and passing. Now Matt Ryan. 37 for 54. Not that great for incompletions to completions. But it's not horrible. And I mean he had 450 yards. Can you really be that mad at him? Only two touchdowns. Which is a little upsetting and could be one of the reasons they lost. And then him throwing an interception didn't really help them. He was sacked two times, which is one less than Russell Wilson, but it's whatever. Now, his QB rating was over 20 points lower. He had a 61.7, which is not very good, but anyways, we don't really care about that. He did run the ball once for negative one yards, but that's just because I brought up Russell Wilson rushing. So now we're, that we're back on to rushing, Carlos Hyde was the leading running back for the Seahawks. He had one touchdown and went 7 for 23. Todd Gurley, on the other hand, went 14 for 56 and had one touchdown. He wasn't doing too good, or should I say not too bad. He wasn't doing amazing, but he's not really back to his former self as 
we can't really tell in this game anyways because he only ran the ball 14 times and had 56 yards. We're going to have to see some more out of him if we can say that he is going to be as good as he used to be. Now for receiving, DK Metcalf had four receptions for 95 yards and a touchdown. Like, that's pretty good, but... The top three receivers for the Seahawks were Tyler Lockett, who is second to DK Metcalf, who it, and Tyler Lockett has eight receptions for 92 yards and no touchdown. He got targeted eight times, so he went eight for eight, which is good. Chris Carson went six for six and had 45 yards and two touchdowns, and those were the top three. All pretty decent. No outstanding. Julio Jones, 9 for 12, 157 yards. Now that's just crazy. I mean, I would have loved to see him get a touchdown, but still, that's just crazy. Calvin Ridley, 130 yards. Again, 9 for 12, 2 touchdowns. And then Gage... R. Gage, I am really blanking on his first name right now. My bad. Went 9 for 12, just like the other two, but 114 yards and also no touchdown like Julio Jones. I just want to point out really quick, did you guys see that touchdown for uh, Julio Jones when he was holding on to it while the ball got smacked and then he held it on his leg, fell down, and just kept it the whole time? That, that just shows how good Julio Jones is. In my opinion, probably the best wide receiver in the league. That's just my opinion. You can have your own opinion. Okay, I would like to take back what I said earlier. Did not realize this, but Russell Wilson fumbled. I wasn't watching the whole game. But Russell Wilson did fumble once, but it went out of bounds, so it's fine. Okay, now we're going to look at some defense for both teams. Jamal Adams, he had 12 tackles. Eight of them were solo. Don't think that's really what you want to be seeing from your safety unless he was running up all the time, which usually when your safety has a ton of tackles, it doesn't mean they're running up to tackle people closer to the line. usually means that the wide receiver caught the ball and they had to tackle them. But then again, they were going against one of the best wide receiver duos in the league. And uh, it was great to see Quandre Diggs get an interception for the Seattle Seahawks. But and overall, the game was just really fun to see the score of and see some highlights from. But in, in the end, the Seahawks came away with the away win. Okay, next game we're going to be going over is the Jets at the Bills. This one was more of an interesting game than I was expecting anyways. I was expecting a complete blowout. But we did see Sam Darnold throw a touchdown. May have been a petty touchdown. Or pity touchdown. My bad. Um, but... He, other than that, he really didn't have that great of a game. He went 21 for 35, 215 yards, one touchdown, one interception.
I just don't feel like covering sacks anymore. But he had a QB rating of 19.3. That's just that's just not good at all, and I hate to see that. Now, Josh Allen, on the other hand, went 33 for 46. Not that great for completions to attempts, but he did have 312 yards and two touchdowns to account for. His QB rating was 71.2. Frank Gore was the leading rusher for New York, 6 for 24. Not that great. Not even much rushing. But now for the Buffalo Bills, they had Josh Allen as their leading rusher, 14 for 57 and a touchdown. That's pretty good. Now, if we head over to receiving, the leading receiver for New York is obviously going to be Jamison Crowder for that one touchdown he got. So he had seven receptions for 115 yards and a touchdown. Everyone else on their team was pretty mediocre. And then Stefan Diggs for the Buffalo Bills had eight receptions for 86 yards. And John Brown had six receptions for 70 yards. Everyone else didn't do that great. I mean, Cole Beasley went four for 58. Now, New York fumbled once. And Josh Allen fumbled twice. Lost both of them. Which isn't that great. Now, if we see their defense, Marcus May had 10 tackles, which just means he was either getting burnt or he had to help other people out. And the leading tackler for uh, Buffalo was A.J. Klein with five tackles in total, three solo. And then interceptions, Matt Milano got the interception for Buffalo. But in all, after we wrap this up, we're going to say that the Bills definitely deserved the win here. And although it was only a two-score game, was it really that like nail-biting, though? You didn't expect the Jets to win at all. But they did end up putting up 17 points. Okay, next game we're going to be covering is the Dolphins at the Patriots. We got to see Cam Newton back in action, which I'm just going to say right now, he didn't do too bad, but he wasn't, I wouldn't say he was his MVP self. But Ryan Fitzpatrick went 20 for 30 for 191 yards. Zero touchdowns. He threw three interceptions that's just I mean you should have at least thrown a touchdown but anyways that doesn't matter um I guess it kind of does whatever I'm just done talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick Cam Newton on the other hand went 15 for 19 for passing for 155 yards no touchdowns no interceptions now if we get to rushing the leading rusher for Miami I'm happy about this, but this is because I like the Huskies. Uh, Miles Gaskin had nine carries for 40 yards. He didn't get a touchdown, but John Howard did. I'm really brain 
dead right now. Okay. What I meant to say, Jordan Howard had eight carries for seven yards and got one touchdown. And then on the other side, Cam Newton had 15 carries for 75 yards and two touchdowns. And then Sony Michelle had 10 carries for 37 yards and one touchdown. None of the running backs really did that great for either team. Now for receiving, Devontae Parker went 4 for 47. He did get injured in the game, so that was a little upsetting for the Dolphins to lose their best receiver. And then Julian Edelman went 5 for 7, or 5 receptions for 7 targets and 57 yards. Then Ryan Fitzpatrick fumbled once. Nikhil Harry and... uh, Demir Bird both fumbled for the Patriots. J.C. Jackson was the player that got the fumble back from the Dolphins. Um, for defense, Jerome Baker had 16 total tackles for the Dolphins. And then Byron Jones had 10, so they were obviously giving up some stuff. But, I mean, 16 tackles isn't bad. I mean, he is a linebacker, so he probably wasn't doing too much coverage. I don't know for sure. I was watching the game, or wasn't watching the game. Then Stefan Gilmore. As I was saying, Stefan Gilmore got one interception. And he returned at 15 yards. J.C. Jackson got an interception. He didn't return at any yards. And then Adrian Phillips got an interception and returned it for 5 yards. None of them got returned for touchdowns, which would have been good for them if they returned one for a touchdown. But really no one expected the Miami Dolphins to win. Or if they did, it was going to be a close one, but it was a 10-point game, so it wasn't that close. So we're going to go to our next game. Okay, now we're to our next game, and it is the biggest blowout of the week. The Ravens' home game against the Browns. This was just a slaughtering. Baker Mayfield went 21 for 39, 189 yards, one touchdown, one pick. So, I mean... He wasn't horrible, if I should say that. I don't even know if I should say that because he wasn't good. Um, then Lamar Jackson went 20 for 25, 275 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. And they even put Robert Griffin III in for one play. He went one for one for nine yards. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb combined for 132 yards. Lamar Jackson was the leading rusher. He went 7 for 45. J.K. Dobbins had two touchdowns, but only 22 yards for seven rushes. And then Mark Ingram had 10 rushes for 29 yards. They weren't really too great at rushing this game. But for receiving, Marquise Brown 
had five receptions for 101 yards. He didn't get a touchdown. But, I mean, five receptions for 101 yards. You can't get upset at that. Willie Sneed had one touchdown for uh, his four receptions he had for 64 yards. Mark Andrews had two of or two touchdowns and 58 receiving yards for five receptions. And then fumbles. Lamar fumbled once. And Patrick Ricard fumbled once. Nick Chubb fumbled. Gillian fumbled. And Kareem Hunt fumbled. They all fumbled once. Miles Garrett recovered one of the fumbles from the Ravens. Defense, Patrick Queen had a sack, a tackle for a loss, and eight total tackles in his first game as a Raven, which is pretty good for a rookie debut. Interceptions, Marlon Humphrey had one, and Cleveland obviously had none, but it was just a slaughtering by the Ravens, so we're just going to move on to the next game, which will be Indiana-Jacksonville. Now, no one really expected Jacksonville to win this one. Jacksonville was expected to be tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Now, no one was expecting them to be able to win a game, especially not this game. I was expecting the Colts to do pretty good this game. Now, Phillip Rivers went 36 for 46, only 10 incompletions, 363 yards, still not bad. A touchdown, making it better than two interceptions. That just made it a lot worse. Gardner Minshew, 19 for 20, only had one incompletion, 173 yards, and three touchdowns. More touchdowns than incompletions. That's literally all I have to say for that. Oh, and the Phillip Rivers didn't get sacked once. Uh, Robinson for the Jaguars went 16 for 62. Naheem Hines went 7 for 28 and got a touchdown. Marlon Mack went 4 for 26 before he got injured. And Jonathan Taylor went 9 for 22. The Colts receiving, Jonathan Taylor went 6 for 67. Paris Campbell went 6 for 71. And then Naheem Hines got a receiving touchdown. Now for Jacksonville, Keelan Cole got, or... Got five receptions for 47 yards and one touchdown. LaVisca Chenault went three for 37 and had one touchdown. And DJ Chark went three for 25 and had one touchdown. There were no fumbles in the game. But defense was pretty even. I mean, it wasn't bad for either team. And, uh... Pretty sure it's Allen Weingard got the inter- one of the interceptions. Oh, Andrew Weingard. 
have no idea why I was expecting it to be Allen. And then Henderson got the other one. So it was pretty much a close game because it was a one-score game. But it was an upset by the Jaguars. Our next game we're going to look at is the Chicago Bears at Detroit Lions. Now this one was also kind of a surprise, mainly in the fourth quarter. Probably the most interesting fourth quarter of this week so far. I'd just say today since we don't know anything else about the other games that are coming up tomorrow. But Mitchell Trubisky, 20 for 36, 242 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, he had 16 incompletions, but no interceptions. Like, it's Mitchell Trubisky. He's supposed to throw an interception, but he didn't. So that's good for him. Now, his carries, or not carries, I'm um, okay. I'm just going to move past that. Matthew Stafford had 24 completions for 42 attempts, 297 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. So, he didn't do great, but and he did worse than Mitchell Trubisky. But rushing, David Montgomery had 64 yards for, 100, er, for 13 carries. And Tariq Cohen had seven carries for 41 yards. Now, the old man who just joined the team, Adrian Peterson, went 14 for 93. Which, I mean, good for him because no one really expected much from him because he's older now. Okay, now we're going to go to receiving. Anthony Miller had four receptions for 76 yards and a touchdown. Jimmy Graham had three receptions, 25 yards, and a touchdown. And Wims had one reception for one yard and a touchdown. I'm just going to go over the touchdowns. Then TJ Hawkinson got a touchdown for the Lions. He went 5 for 56. Danny Amendola actually didn't do that bad this game. He went 5 for 81. He didn't have a touchdown, but... Mitchell Trubisky fumbled, but they got it back. Um, we're just going to skip through the defense for that because there wasn't too much interesting stuff. Kyle Fuller got an interception and brought it back five yards. But other than that, the main reason why it, it was surprising is, one, the Bears and Lions both aren't very good, but in everything I saw, the Lions had higher odds to win. But it was a 23-6 to game in the third quarter going into the fourth, and the Bears threw... Or, Mitchell Trubisky threw three touchdowns in the fourth quarter to get them the win, which was crazy. Okay, now we're going to check out 
Green Bay at Minnesota. I think Aaron Rodgers showed that he wasn't happy with the first draft pick that the Packers got in the most recent draft because he decided to have himself a game. He went 32 for 44, 364 yards, and four touchdowns. Now on the other team, Kirk Cousins went 19 for 25, 259 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Aaron Jones ran the ball 16 for 66 and a touchdown. Dalvin Cook ran the ball 14 for 50, or not 14, 12 for 50 and two touchdowns. Now receiving, Devontae Adams went 14 for 156 and two touchdowns. Marquise, Mark. Has Valdez Scantling four, went 4 for 96 and 1 touchdown, and Alan Lazard went 4 for 63 and 1 touchdown. And then on the other team, Adam Thielen went 6 for 110 and 2 touchdowns. So I think Devontae Adams was the real star for receiving, and Adam Thielen did not do bad. Aaron Jones did fumble the ball once. Eric Kendricks had 10 total tackles. 7 solo. Jair Alexander got one interception and went back 4 yards after that. But pretty much it was the Packers winning the whole game. The only quarter that the only two quarters they weren't winning in was, well, like, for that quarter. They weren't winning in the first quarter, and then in the fourth quarter they had ten points less than the Vikings, but the Vikings didn't play good the other quarters, so that lost them the game. Now the next game we're going to look at is the Raiders at the Panthers. This one was pretty much an up-in-the-air game for most of the things I saw. I expected the Raiders to win the whole time, which Derek Carr went 22 for 30 for 239 yards and a touchdown. I mean, yes, people do say he's inconsistent, and I can agree with that sometimes, but he didn't have a bad game today. Teddy Bridgewater, for his first start as a Panther, went... 22 for 34, 270 yards and one touchdown. So that was not bad for him. Josh Jacobs ran 25 times for 93 yards and three touchdowns. And Christian McCaffrey went 23-96 and two touchdowns. Both of their running backs, who are stars, did good today. And Henry Ruggs was the leading receiver. He went 3 for 55. Didn't have a touchdown, but I mean, that was a pretty good rookie debut. Nelson Agler was the one receiver with a touchdown for the Raiders, 1 for 23. Then Robbie Anderson went 6 for 115 and 1 touchdown. I mean, most of his yards came from his 1 touchdown, which was a 75-yard touchdown. But other than that, they really didn't have that great of receivers. 
I mean, Josh Jacobs went four for 46, which wasn't bad, and DJ Moore went four for 54. But Jonathan Abram had 13 total tackles, which could be good, or it also couldn't be, or could not be. So let's check out the next game that has my favorite team, the Bengals. Hosting the Chargers. This one, most people expected the Chargers to win. I expected the Bengals to win. It was a real nail-biter the whole game, pretty much. Because the Chargers were doing good. They had more yardage. They just couldn't get it done until the end of the game. It got decided by... One of the teams having a decent kicker. Okay, never mind. Neither of the teams have good kickers, and that really didn't help the case for the Bengals because they missed a 30-yard field goal at the end of the game, and if he hit that, the Bengals would have been able to tie it up and gone into overtime unless the Chargers had enough time to throw one Hail Mary up and get it and win the game. But anyways, that didn't happen. The Chargers quarterback this year, Tyrod Taylor, went 16 for 30, 208 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Joe Burrow went 23 for 36, 193 yards, no touchdowns, no intercept or one interception for throwing, which, I mean, isn't horrible for your rookie debut. Austin Eckler went 19 for 84 for zero yards, and the rookie, Kelly, went 12 for 60 in one touchdown. Joe Mixon went 19 for 69 and zero touchdowns, and Joe Burrow went 8 for 46 and one touchdown on the ground. So that was a good game from Joe Burrow for rushing. He had a 23-yard rushing touchdown, and it was actually a pretty nice touchdown. You should check it out whenever you get the chance, if you haven't. But Hunter Henry was the leading receiver for the Chargers, and A.J. Green was the leading receiver for Cincinnati. Neither of them really had great games, and none of the receivers did an outstanding job. Joe Burrow fumbled the ball once and then lost it, and or not Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon. Joe Burrow fumbled the ball once and didn't lose it. Nick Vigil recovered Joe Mixon's fumble, and Nick Vigil used to be a Bengal, so could have just been trying to get some revenge. Casey Hayward had 12 total tackles, and they were all solo. That's not very usual, but anyways, the interception was from Melvin Ingram getting jumping in on a flip pass to Giovanni Bernard. But Joe Burrow is a rookie. They do throw interceptions. But now that we're going to move on, we're going to Arizona at San Francisco. Most people, including myself, expected the Cardinals to lose. I did not want them to lose. I expected them to lose. Kyler Murray went 26 for 40, 230 yards, one touchdown and one interception from the air. And Jimmy Garoppolo went 19 for 33, 259, and two touchdowns.
neither of them had horrible games. Kyler Murray missed 14 throws. Or, well, they were incomplete. It doesn't mean he missed them. And Jimmy Garoppolo had 14 incompletions also. That's interesting. But uh, Kyler Murray ran was the leading rusher. He went 13 for 91 in a touchdown. And Kenyon Drake went 16 for 60 in a touchdown. Reem Mostert went... 15 for 56. He didn't have a touchdown. But the Cardinals ended up winning the game 24 to 20. And having DeAndre Hopkins on their team apparently is very helpful because they went 14 or he went 14 for 151 yards. Didn't have any touchdowns. Chase Edmonds got the one receiving touchdown. Raheem Moser got Four receptions for 95 yards and one touchdown. And Jared McKinnon had three receptions, 20 yards, and one touchdown. The two touchdown receptions for their team were from running backs. Interesting. The interception was, I'm pretty sure Jarquise Tart, I don't know. Jay Tart from the 49ers. Okay, I'm not a professional, so... Don't freak out on me. Next game we're going to is the second to last game that was played today. The Bucks at the Saints. People had high expectations for Gronk returning and having Tom Brady as his quarterback. I did not think they were going to do good, and I think they're overhyped. There, I said it. Deal with it. Tom Brady went 23 for 36, 239 yards Two touchdowns and one interception. Drew Brees went 18 for 30, 160 yards and two touchdowns. And then Taysom Hill went in for a play to throw it one for one for 38 yards. Ronald Jones went 17 for 66 yards. Now this is an interesting one. Tom Brady went three for nine yards and one touchdown. Yes, he ran the ball three times. And got a touchdown on one of them. And it was more than one inch. It was a two yard run. Congratulations old man Tom. Where's your wheelchair? Okay excuse me for saying that. I just am not a huge fan of him. But anyways. Alvin Kamara didn't really do good on the ground today. He went 12 for 16. I mean he got a touchdown. But. He wasn't a big factor in the game for the ground for rushing. However, Latavius Murray did lead the Saints in rushing with 15 rushes and 48 yards. Now receiving, Chris Godwin went 6 for 79 and 20 and 29 was his longest. Sorry, I usually don't say that. I just was starting to read it, so I had to. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Scotty Miller went 5 for 73 yards. And then O.J. Howard had one touchdown and Mike Evans had the other. Mike Evans only had two yards in one t- reception for a touchdown. 
Manuel Sanders went 3 for 15 with one touchdown, and Alvin Kamara went 5 for 51 and one touchdown. And Jared Cook was leading them with five receptions and 80 yards. Tampa Bay fumbles was, um, Tom Brady fumbled once. He, it was recovered by him too. And M. Edwards fumbled and lost it. And then Fowler from the Saints recovered one of the fumbles. Which was the one from Edwards. Then the interceptions... Janoris Jenkins returned one for 36 yards and got a touchdown. And Marcus Williams returned one for 17 yards. Okay, now we're on to our last game. Oh, well, I should probably give my recap. That game was a good game until the Saints started destroying Tampa Bay because Tom Brady is old and just should retire sometime soon. There, I said it. Deal with it. Um, I'm just going to give my opinions on everything most of the time, so if you don't like that, you can calm down. Okay, so the last game is the Cowboys at the Rams. I thought the Cowboys were going to win because I really didn't trust the Rams to do that good this year. But Dak Prescott went 25 for 39, 266 yards and one touchdown. Jared Goff went 20 for 31, 275 yards, and one interception. Ezekiel Elliott ran the ball 22 times for 96 yards and one touchdown. And Cam Akers, who's a rookie, ran the ball 14 times for 39 yards. I was hoping he'd get a touchdown, but he didn't end up getting a touchdown. But Malcolm Brown, however, did get two touchdowns on the ground, which helped the Rams win. He went 18 for 79 on the ground with two touchdowns. And receiving, Robert Woods went 6 for 105, and Ezekiel Elliott went 3 for 31 with one touchdown. And Amari Cooper went 10 for 81, no touchdown. There was no fumbles this game, and Chidobie Awuzie got one interception and didn't return it for any yardage. For the summary of the game, it was a pretty close game, considering it was three points, and it got decided by a second field goal hit in the second quarter by the Rams, and neither team's being able to score in the fourth quarter. Now, if the Cowboys even hit one field goal, they would have been able to tie the game up, and we could have possibly seen a different ending. But that's not what we got to see. So thank you guys for listening, and I won't see you on the next episode. You guys will listen to me on the next episode, hopefully. Episode 2 coming out next week. See ya.